0: and I really look forward to seeing you there. That web address one last time, matalder.me AMA. Support for this podcast is provided by Paradox, the conversational AI company helping global talent acquisition teams at Unilever, McDonald's and CVS Health get recruiting work done faster. Let's face it, Talent acquisition is full of boring administrative tasks that drag the hiring process down and create frustrating experiences for everyone. Paradox's AI assistant Olivia is shaking up that paradigm, automating things like applicant screening, interview scheduling, and candidate Q&A so recruiters can spend more time with people, not software. Curious how Olivia can work for your team? Then visit paradox.ai to learn more. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material
1: progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history.
0: Hi there, and welcome to episode 396 of the Recruiting Future podcast. We often talk about evolution in talent acquisition. That's always seemed appropriate in an area where the pace of change has been relatively slow compared to other areas of the corporation. However, what we're seeing now is much more like revolution, as talent shortages, changing business priorities and rapid technological advancement send shockwaves through the industry. So, what does talent acquisition transformation now look like, and how are employers moving at pace to keep up with the changing landscape? My guest this week is Yasser Ahmed, Global VP of Talent at HelloFresh. Yasser is only six months into his role, but has quickly embarked on an ambitious recruiting transformation strategy that's already showing tangible results. Welcome to the podcast. Hi Matt, how are you? Um, very well, thank you. An absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Could you just introduce yourself and tell us what you do?
1: My name's is Yasser Ahmed. Uh, I am currently the Global Vice President of Talent at HelloFresh. I joined in June 2021, so this year. Uh, previously the Global Head of Tech Talent Acquisition at Zalando. And then prior to that, I was the Director and Head of Strategic Hiring at Wipro for many years
0: fantastic stuff and for those people who may be listening who've not come across HelloFresh before could you tell us a little bit about the the company and what it does
1: yeah absolutely so HelloFresh is i I'd say it's a sustainable company we're focused on food what we essentially do is we provide the materials for you to create great fantastic meals at home uh, lower cost uh, more sustainable uh, in a more sustainable way. So um, we're a global brand. We're about 15,000 employees, um, a couple of billion dollars revenue. We're all over the world. So we're in the US, uh, APAC, the Europe, uh, Canada, etc. And um, yeah, we're growing the meal kit industry is growing dramatically. So uh, yeah it's a very exciting time for any sort of
0: lifestyle business. Absolutely. And um, I'm actually a customer and, uh, and, <laughs> and a big fan. And yeah, you do, you do some great stuff and you um, make it very easy for us to have great food, which is much appreciated. Talk us through the, the, the kind of recruiting challenges that you've got at HelloFresh. You're obviously still fairly new to the business. As we know, 2021 has been a pretty crazy time when it comes to talent acquisition. What are the challenges that you're, that you're facing at HelloFresh?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we at HelloFresh have been growing tremendously during this pandemic, because it's a lifestyle business. People are at home, they want to cook food, they want to eat healthy, they're more conscious about their lifestyle. So that's led to more demand, more opportunity, which has led to, you know, more hiring to fulfill that demand and that opportunity. And Thus, we're in this situation where we're in quite a unique place where we're growing at such a pace. We really need to relook at our talent acquisition uh, processes and the way we look at talent acquisition full full stop. So moving away from recruitment to more the kind of looking at talent shaping, looking at the talent industry as a whole. Um, And this has led us to now where we are today, where we're kind of looking at... um, you know, next year we have to hire over a thousand people in technology space across the globe and uh, numbers of thousands of people in our commercial space. So um, and this is the first time we' are almost doubling our tech function from the 5600 to you know doubling the entire amount to, from 5600 to probably you know 1500. So it's quite an exciting time. Um, which has obviously meant that we've had to change everything when it comes to town acquisition, reinvest, reinvent. Uh, and that's why I joined, to help them through that journey.
0: Talk us through where you are now, how that started to change, and what what are the first stages in transforming talent acquisition? Because it sounds like you've got some big challenges ahead, and I'm sure that you're having to rethink the the talent acquisition strategy behind that to meet that. So, where have you started from, and, and where have you where have you got to?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So i I think this is a a really unique time because we've got a lot of investment from. The senior leaders. So they are very invested in making sure this is successful. So, kind of having a bit of a blank canvas here, what we've done, uh, what I did within the first six months was really look at where are we today in terms of our um, recruitment maturity as an organization. So, what I like to coin as uh, TA 0.0. So, the idea is you look at your recruitment process and you say, okay, where are we in terms of maturity? So, for us, The way that I um, leveled the different maturity levels was TA 1.0 is where you had the 360 recruiter, TA 2.0 is where you had the recruiter and the sourcer, TA 3.0 is where you had the recruiter, sourcer, and coordinator, and TA 4.0 is where you have all of those, but actually looking at building competencies for the future as well. And what we noticed is that our teams across the globe were at different levels of maturity. Some had coordinators, some had sources, and they were doing things in all different fashions and manners. And uh, what I wanted to do was drive a vision, and that vision was to create a function that focuses on candidate experience, so turning our coordinators into candidate experience specialists and talent intelligence specialists, meaning that they the candidate uh, coordinators are now having two more additional responsibilities. So they have the responsibility of uh, talent intelligence, looking at our previous data, understanding why we hired X amount of people, why it took X amount of time, diving in deep into time to hire and finding out, okay, why does it take seven days to screen a candidate or X amount of days to offer a candidate? And then they had the third responsibility, which is around candidate experience itself. So, how can we constantly iterate candidate experience? And a lot of people think that's just part of the job, but actually there's lots of ways we can iterate it in the sense that if someone's flying over from, I don't know, the UK to interview with us, maybe we could arrange uh, a pickup service for all the executives. So, you know, we pick them up from the airport, take them to the hotel, take them from the hotel to the office. It gives that kind of high level, um, that kick glove service. And, so that that's kind of what we're looking at building more competencies, and I can give you an example with the the sourcing team as well. Um, and just briefly, the sourcing team for us we've kind of adjusted as well to now have multiple competencies in addition to just sourcing. So they actually manage talent marketing, which is all online marketing campaigns, Google AdWords, social media campaigns, sponsored campaigns, webinars newsletters, talent communities, and then they also manage all the employer branding aspect. So they focus on uh, EVP, building internal employer branding, working with the HRBPs. So what I, the way I looked at it was what are the two tasks or three, four tasks that we will potentially look at automating in the next five years? And it came up very simply as like, you know, the general recruiting, sourcing, and coordinating. And I thought, okay, well, these three things we definitely need right now but what else could I do to make it interesting for them to stick around for the next three, four years? So whilst everybody was losing recruiters, we were hiring significant amount of recruiters over the last six months. We've hired over, you know, our team size has dramatically increased. We've hired over 50 people in our team and quite easily as well, because we've got a long term story, which is we're not just trying to fill roles for the company. We're trying to build proper talent acquisition careers.
0: That's really interesting, particularly at a time where we know how, how difficult it is to to recruit recruiters. What else did you do to, I don't know, get that buy-in and build that, that sense of team in, internally? Is talent acquisition something that was sort of devolved across uh, countries and, and departments? How have you kind of built that sense of purpose within the team through what sounds like much changing times?
1: Yeah, so uh, as I said, um, the teams were quite fragmented. My task was to bring everybody together and to see the bigger benefit. And so by organizing the teams and helping them understand that there is a future vision in terms of like building your career path within town acquisition, I was able to coin it TA 4.0. So by coining it, by just coining anything really, I was able to say, this is the direction we're going. So there is now a clear direction, whereas previously the direction we were going was always based on the amount of hires we were doing. So it was always, you know, what is the goal of TA? To fill roles. Whereas now the goal of TA is to achieve TA 4.0, which means that people are needing to align to understand what is 4.0 in the first place. And that means that there's a desire to learn more so everybody came along on this journey. We did an off-site uh, in July, I believe, um, just to kind of align on the strategy to say, okay, yes, this is where we want to be. Now our strategy needs to help us build some milestones, some OKRs, so we know, okay, each step is almost like a project. Each And every time we take a step forward, we're getting to that TA 4.0, and each step is a project that's getting us there. So we built out a Gantt chart that showed us, okay, this is how many projects we'll need to do. So now we have a clear roadmap as well. Not only just that's what we want, but actually this is how many projects we will need to do and improve on to get there. And those projects could vary from updating all our reporting so that it's synchronized globally, updating all of our... Uh, job adverts, updating all of retraining all recruiters or something like that. so we ended up with actually 120 different projects Wow uh, which is a lot. but we do have 160 recruiters globally so a lot of people can contribute to um, those projects and a lot of people are, which makes it a lot easier when you're crowdsourcing all that that effort.
0: You mentioned there about aspects of the recruiter's role or aspects of talent acquisition that are going to be automated or that are being automated. Tell us a bit about the role of technology within all of this. What are you finding most useful? What are you sort of looking at for the future when it comes to recruiting technology?
1: The way we've always looked at technology is uh, in in three ways, actually. One is, and I've, I've mentioned this Time before, but it's kind of how I make decisions in general. So the first is can the technology be iterated? You know, the first, before I even decide on how technology works or whether it's going to work for me, the first thing I want to know is if I wanted to, could I change it? Because we've all had those dreadful workday implementations which take three years. So no one wants that again. But What can we do to quickly implement something, change it, iterate it, pivot it? And then the second is around automation. Is it actually saving me time? Because I have a limited amount of time anyway. Adding more time time is impossible because I only have 24 hours in the day. So is this tool, technology, going to save me time? And I think that's where we're leveraging technology right now, which is mainly on the the automation to save time. And then the lastly is the human-shaped element of it, which is interesting because how can technology be human-shaped, right? It's kind of like an oxymoron to some degree. But the idea is, can it replicate the human behavior? Can it um, can it make sense for the human being? Can it become ergonomic? Can it almost become natural to swipe left and right like it is on your phone. And um, that's also helped us with our vision of not just TA 4.0, but what is TA 5.0 going to look like, TA 6.0 and TP 7.0? And I think that's where we're looking at technology for the future to say, okay, let's be bold. Let's dream big. Let's not just focus on 4.0. If we really wanted to, what is the what is the vision statement for five, six, and seven? Because we're not going to just stop at four once we get there. And I think that's what's also helped us get a really big backing because people are really excited for five, six, and seven, and I'll just walk you through it. Um, 5.0 is where we turn our HelloFresh candidates into potential customers, turning our uh, TA function into a PL function. You know, because typically, recruitment functions are a cost. Um, and we can do this easily. We, we can easy, easily do this because we have hundreds of thousands of emails that go out every uh, week, or, sorry, every month. Um, what's to say we couldn't put a discount code and then connect that to uh, the TA cost center? Um, TA 6.0 is about hiring in 24 hours. Uh, we put 160 minds together in a room and said, okay, how can we solve this problem? How can we hire in 24 hours? And I don't mean 24 literal hours. I mean like over three days. How can we do it? What do we need to do? What do we need to get rid of? What we need to invest in? What would be the prerequisites? And then TA 7.0 for us, it was more about sustainability actually, using the foundations of HelloFresh as a company and saying, okay, this company was built on sustainability. If we really want to talk about sustainability, how can we own it in recruitment? Well, if we're getting five hundred thousand applications a year, that's a lot of that's a lot of cloud that's being used. That's a lot of unsustainable high potential loss just there, right? We could definitely reduce our carbon footprint. By utilizing it better, right? So what can we do with applications? Should we get rid of applications full stop or CVs full stop? Should we um, should we invent our own CV that's on the blockchain? We're not sure, but our TA 7.0 is what do we do with the 499,000 people that pro- potentially don't get jobs with HelloFresh? How do we help them help themselves? How do we help the environment? How do we help just do something with that? Because it's so much wastage. Um, And I think that's just really nicely tied into back into the company that how HelloFresh evolved as well, because we don't like to waste things. That's the whole idea of HelloFresh, that you get the exact ingredients you need to make a meal. A quick
0: message from our sponsor, Winolo. Hi everyone, I want to tell you about Winolo. That's W O N O L O. Winolo stands for Work Now Locally. Winolo enables businesses to find quality workers for on demand, seasonal, short term and long term work. Ditch the bulky paperwork and interview process and use Winolo to find quality workers fast and get work done even faster. With flexible workers and no platform fees, you can save on operating costs, meet demand and maximise earnings with ease. Winolo is available in over a 100 markets, including Chicago, Dallas, Atlanta, New York and Seattle. Get workers who are ready to work and spend less time finding them with Winolo. Go to www.winolo.com pod. That's wwww O-L-O dot slash pod and take the stress out of finding workers. You're addressing some really big issues and, and really big questions there that obviously really well align with your business, but I'm sure that lots of people listening will also recognize them as um, challenges and, and things that they're discussing in, in their businesses. You very much have a timescale for everything that you've that you've talked about. Do you have a timescale for five, six and seven in terms of are we talking two years, three years, 10 years, 15 years? What, what do you
1: think? You know what I'm 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 really surprised with how well my team has done so far. I was expecting TA 4.0 to take me until like next mid next year. I can happily say that within I joined in June by uh, September the team had almost tripled its productivity with the same amount of people. That and I I couldn't understand that right. So I even deep dived and separated it and looked into it. And it was just this extra motivation, the the morale, the the vision leads to clear results. By then, now we've added our team members, like all the extra team members that we've added. And the productivity is still, based on the ratios and the absolute numbers, it's still significantly over what we were expecting. And we're much earlier to our targets than before. So, TA 4.0 is becoming very easily achieved because our sourcing is now talent engagement, which is around about talent marketing and, like I said, the whole the whole employee branding piece. Our coordinators are working on candidate experience projects as we speak. They're working on talent intelligence projects. We've got brand new dashboards that are being loaded up. So I think TA 4.0 will probably be done by mid-next year, like 100% done. I think TA 5.0 is where we're going to start in H2 next year, uh, which is turning our candidates into customers. And I think that's going to be a fairly easy route, but there's multiple different routes we can take. We've only got one or two ideas right now, but ideally we want to have like five to six different streams to turn candidates into customers. And then TA 6.0 will start in 2023 how do we hire in 24 hours? And that will probably be like a six-month period. And just so you're aware, like I did trial this before we came out, and we did hire someone in 24 hours, actually, believe it or not. Um, we interviewed them at – we found them at 9, spoke to them at 10, interviewed them at 4, 5, and then offered them at 6. So – Wow, it was uh, it was very intense, but I wanted to prove like, is this even feasible? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so th- that's going to be uh, two thousand and twenty three, and then what to do in the extra applications? We haven't got a date for TA 7.0, but likely is two thousand and twenty three H two. So um, but that gives us a nice roadmap for the next two years.
0: And I think that's that, That's so interesting that you've kind of gone out and said, right, we can hire someone in 24 hours and you've got that proof of concept and obviously the challenge is now how do you scale that and how do you maintain the candidate experience and um, how does that work i presume that's the that's the kind of thought process you're going through
1: exactly exactly and it's 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 you have to dream like you you can't fail i think that's the the what we're doing right now we're dreaming like we can't fail so you know how big how big can you dream then, right? If you're not going to fail at whatever you attempt, how big is that dream going to look like? And that's what we're trying to do. We're focusing on like really, really trying to, well, I, I'd say what we're doing right now is kind of the mid-level of innovation that I'm looking at. But what we really have plans for, like it, hopefully if all this goes through, you know, TA point zero and beyond, it's like the iPhone. We're just going to try to revolutionize recruitment full stop and i think our founders are great assets because they both uh believe in like innovation they both believe in rapid uh, iterations and pivoting and utilizing um utilizing resources technology and everything so i'm quite inspired um i'm none of this would really would have would have wouldn't have been successful anyway because of our team. Our team has been a dramatic, like, absolutely amazing. The TA team, they're really bought into the idea and they really actually owned it. It's not TA 4.0 isn't something I'm driving. It's something they're driving.
0: It's interesting you mentioned your founders there because I wanted to to pick up on something that you said right at the beginning of the conversation, which was the the level of buy and investment you had from the the leadership team. How did that come about? Is that something that they just naturally see the importance of uh, talent acquisition when it comes to scaling their business or is it something that they've had to be persuaded of or or, or change their thinking towards?
1: no i think I think we're quite, I'm very fortunate to work with two founders who who are very hands on? We're talking a company with fifteen, sixteen thousand uh, 16,000 employees. Dominic, our CEO, still gets involved in Greenhouse, will look at uh, scorecards, will happily, has happily in the past even looked at LinkedIn to help search for candidates. He knows how to source Boolean Search because he built the company from scratch, right? Both of them, him and Thomas. So they, it wasn't, and it's only a ten-year-old company. So LinkedIn was still around, you know, in 2011. So they were using LinkedIn to find their candidates when there were only 20, 30 people, 40, 50, 100, 200, 300. So they've just kept such a close, um, cl- close ear to the ground when it comes to recruitment, and they realize that talent is people are our biggest investments and biggest assets. So as a as an organization, I'd say. They are probably up there with, you know, the most invested companies in the world uh, in terms of like how much they want their their people to succeed um, and how much attention they have on like development, learning and development, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I think I'm very, very fortunate that I haven't had to do any of the selling. Um In fact, they've been involved in a lot of my kind of ideation phase as well of like TA 4.0, 5.0, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, really exciting stuff.
0: I always like to finish with a question about the future, but but really we've been talking about the future and the way that you're planning towards it in a very, very interesting and structured way, sort of throughout the conversation. So I'm gonna end with a slightly different question, but one I think that will be very, very valuable to lots of people who are who are listening. So we talked about technology earlier. You gave a great kind of sort of position on what you like to see from technology and how it how it fits into your process. If you could sort of speak to the uh, recruiting technology community right now what would you be asking for in terms of what does technology need to develop and need to do to support the the kind of uh, vision that that you and many companies have when it comes to TA what do you need from technology that you're not getting at the moment
1: you know actually I I I I think technology is a tool, so it's like it's helping you get there, right? It's not the answer; it's how you use it. And so, I I believe that you know you've got that curve of adoption that you see, you know, all the time. And you have your enthusiasts, your visionaries, your pragmatists, your conservatives, and your skeptics. Typically, HRs and the conservatives and skeptics. And I think for us to really thrive in the TA industry. We need to be enthusiasts about technologies. So, so when something new comes out, we all need to get on board and try it and fail and try and fail and try and fail. And I think if you want to really take hold of all technology, you need to be out there trying new technology every single day, trialing every single tool. You know, every time there's someone saying, I've got a video interviewing tool, the amount of recruitment leaders I hear that say, oh, well, I'm, I'm using this. I don't need another one. And it's like, well, hold on. If someone's coming to you and saying, "My tool is different, try it." What's the what's the harm, you know? If someone's offering you, you know, it's like I, I can't think of an, an alternative analogy. But the point is that if you're getting a free taster into something, well, taste it, see if it tastes nice, and if it tastes better and it serves purpose, bad, then explore it. But I think this idea is that we don't have time to do this, and I think that's the biggest curse when it comes to um, technology stagnating, because if we were more adoptive and we were more enthusiastic about trialing technology, failing with it, learning with it, um, we would be moving at a much faster pace as an industry.
0: Yasser, thank you very much for talking to me.
1: Thank you, Matt, for having me.
0: My thanks to Yasser. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow the show on Instagram. You can find us by searching for Recruiting Future. You can search all the past episodes at recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list to get the inside track about everything that's coming up on the show. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time and I hope you'll join me.
1: This is my
0: show. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform